Hi, this is Brennan Davis from Bedrock Games and the Bedrock Blog, and I'm here with Adam Balderstone, and we're talking about Babylon 5 Season 4, Episodes 9 through 11, Atonement, Racing Mars, and Lines of Communication. Uh, you know, we're, we're sort of making our way very rapidly through the fourth season, and, uh, you know, full confession, I pretty much finished it, uh, you know, in, <laughs> in, in two days, and so I'm going to be going back and rewatching many of those episodes that we can do do this piecemeal but but the this the series is really picking up so uh why don't you you know bring us in with with atonement and we'll start there okay uh atonement is uh pretty much the land's origin story she gets uh called back to minbar and uh has to undergo this kind of dreaming ritual because their clan is not happy about her getting together with sheridan and uh, it goes through a lot of things in the past. And if you've watched the prequel, you've seen some of these scenes in the prequel. But there's a lot, a lot you haven't seen in there as well. And uh, and uh, it, it uh, you know, so yeah, they have the, they basically deal back into the revelation that uh, she is actually descended from Sinclair, so she's really part human anyway. No. Uh, yeah, what you oh. oh, well I just had a question. Maybe you can't answer this, but was this was the prequel before did that get made before or after this in terms that, that got made after this. Well, right around this time really. It came out in season 5. So they may have it wouldn't surprise me if they were kind of making it at this point, you know, cuz uh I I kind of I kind of wonder if, you know, they were kind of shooting the scenes for the prequel and shooting this at the same time. Okay. So so, I mean, I enjoyed the episode, but I have to say we're at a point in the series now where the individual episodes don't really matter as much as the as the momentum of the overall plot. And so mm-hmm. it's very hard for me to say, yeah, that was an amazing episode because I'm really thinking more in terms of, well, these five things happen over the course of three episodes rather than 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 one. Um, yeah. So so there's that difficulty. But I liked the whole thing with the dreaming. Um, I thought that that was... Uh, I don't know. It was, it was, it was sort of, it, again, I, I was aware of some of those details because of the prequels so that might've affected my judgment of it. I don't know if it made it more positive yeah, or less. This, this, this is probably the one episode I would say that's diminished by watching the prequels because the big, you know, the big, the big revelation that the land started the war was like a big deal. It's like, Whoa, but I, I still feel that the benefits to watching the prequel out, out through this one episode being diminished a bit. And so I thought I thought that was interesting. Um, I liked that they're sort of dealing with Garibaldi's absence and Zach is now being placed in charge yes. of security. I really like the way they handle Garibaldi's uh, plot line uh, with what's going on with him. And I like how subtle might be the wrong word, but how plausible it feels. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I almost think it would have been better if they didn't give us any indication that something was off with him because I would have totally bought that this is just Garibaldi going off on his own. Like, it, yeah, um, yeah, I agree. They handle it very well. Cause that was something I was kind of wondering about. It's been so long since I watched the show. I'm like, man, you know, is that going to work for me? Like is, you know, Garibaldi being mind controlled thing. Is that going to come off as phony? But no, it's, 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 it's really good stuff. And, and, and I mean, Sheridan's reaction to all of it. 
and those kind of plots usually annoy annoy the heck out of me. I usually do not like those kinds of stories. Like they yeah. it, they're so cheap. It's so easy to sort of take a character and then have them get warped and changed and turned into the enemy for a few episodes or whatever it is. But this is really working very well and it leads in very interesting directions over the course of the, of, of you know the, the these episodes and the coming episodes. But uh we also get the uh we we get to see Mars a bit more. Mm-hmm. Like we've seen Mars before, but I feel like now we really kind of get to see Mars in a way that I don't. Oh, we, we don't in this episode, though. This, this oh, that's right. So it's the sent. following this is episode. The one, this is the one where they get sent off to Mars. Franklin and uh, and and Marcus get paired up and sent off to go to Mars. And... Okay, but that, but we don't actually follow them anywhere yet, right? We just get... no. Okay, this day, right. they kind they kind of meet in Sheridan's yeah. office, and, and they're like, and I, I like I like the way Franklin's just like you know, oh, we better get going. He's like excited to go. It's just you know, knowing Franklin was this guy that you know kind of did the whole space tramp thing, you know, going around when he was studying aliens. It's like I was kind of kind of entertaining that he. Uh, he was so so gung ho to get going there. I have to say, I really come to like Franklin's character as a character. Like he he mm-hmm. was the character that was kind of the most annoying early on because he could get very self righteous and it could kind of it I don't know it was kind of grating at times. But after sometime after the stims, things have really leveled out with his <laughs> personality, and and I'm finding him like a you know. He's a, he, he, just something about the the balance of competence and quirks is starting to come together for me with that guy. Um, yeah, I think I, I think he and Marcus are kind of entertaining together too, which helps in these episodes. So and, and also, I think the actor that plays him does a really good job. Like when he some mm-hmm. some people people handle you know difficult to deliver lines to varying degrees of success, and I find that he does it pretty well. Um, mm-hmm. so, you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm not usually, I don't usually see, like if Franklin annoys me, it's because the actor's doing his job. It's not because, uh, exactly. you know, I, I rarely have those moments where I'm like, well, that just sounded weird when he said that. So, uh, so yeah, but yeah. I, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I, say, I, I agree. I mean, Franklin, you know, I mean, Richard Biggs just does a great job with this character overall. Like you say, all his, his, his. You know that the whole, you know, the whole more sanctimonious episodes he had early on, it's like that. There, it's still he's he's doing a great job of that, and he usually gets a comeuppance for it too. It's just, yeah. it's just the way the role is. Yeah. So, and like I say, you know, he's 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 kind of through all that, and he, you know, he's he's mellowed out a lot. But, uh, but yeah, yeah. He's weathered now. He feels weathered as a character, and it's working. I think. Um, yeah, actually, actually, they, they, we did see them travel a bit. We did see them at the very end of this kind of uh, on board the ship because I do have in my notes for this episode. This is the kind of conversation that can only end in a gunshot. So that that shows that, uh, yeah, that, that was that was in this episode. So. Well, and it's interesting that they're revisiting that chemistry that they had because there was that episode in an earlier season where they were paired together and it worked. And so, uh, yeah, yeah, you know. And it's almost like Sheridan is is sending them on a mission together because they have chemistry that works on camera. Um, That's right. But... That's gonna. It's uh. <laughs> yeah, we we need a sequel, but uh, yeah, that's uh. That, that's definitely the case, and um, but yeah, obviously the Mars stuff really starts happening in uh, Racing Mars, which is the next episode, 
And that also really heightens the uh, Sheridan Garibaldi stuff. That's the episode where Sheridan, Ivanova makes Sheridan take a break and he uh, goes off and gets into a huge argument with Garibaldi to relax. But uh, <laughs> yeah, and that, yeah, th- and those are some pretty. I have a lot of notes for this episode. I feel like were, were there any Garibaldi run-ins in the previous episode, or they all occur in this one? Uh, I think they all occur in this one. Yeah, yeah, both of them occur in this one in Racing so, Mars. So there's a number one. Apparently, there's a female pope, which they squeezed in there really well in the dialogue. That was that, a, so well. I didn't even notice. They yeah, said so. I, may, may, well. We might want to check it then, because I, if, if you didn't notice, maybe I misheard. But what I thought, You're probably so, right. so remember the uh, woman comes up to, so so Garibaldi's whole reason why he, you know, we know he's under the influence of something, and it's not really Garibaldi making these choices. But the the sort of pretext for what's going on is Garibaldi is mad because he thinks that a cult of personality is forming around Sheridan, and that Sheridan is buying into his own sort of mythology that's you know that's come about because of his experience at Zahadum and and so so he thinks that Sheridan poses a threat to all that they've achieved is sort of how he's framing all this and this mm-hmm. woman comes up to Sheridan and is like oh you're you know you went to Zahadum and you brought back knowledge of good and evil and she's bowing to him and he starts shaking the woman he's like I, he says something about you know you know you know He's not the Pope. He doesn't even look like her. Something like that. Like it's a oh, very yeah, abrupt. You're right. Line. You're right. I, I I was kind of caught up in the drama of the moment that not every word actually registered. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so I thought that was kind of kind of funny because they because they just squeeze it in. You bear like it like you said. It was like just like I almost missed it. And and uh, it's possible I misheard. But I thought that was like a really significant cultural detail to just throw in there like that. Um, yeah, well, we also have uh, have have gay marriage as a thing in this too, which is another another thing which which was when the show aired wasn't even on the radar as something was going to happen. Yeah, because they have uh, Marcus and Franklin. Uh, their their whole cover story is that they're a, a recently married couple, like vacate uh, going on their honeymoon on Mars. Um, yeah, yeah, and uh, and uh, but as far as the. Uh, as far, as far as their cover story, though, I've got to say, if you're undercover, Marcus, take off the ranger uniform. That was one <laughs> thing that was really, really annoying me through these episodes. I'm like, come on. <laughs> I'm sure Earth Force security would be like instantly alerted. It's like, hey. But, so, uh, and there was also so there were a couple of other things I had some notes on this one. So, the, so number one, Garibaldi starts getting recruited by some group. And... Uh, and the guy that recruits him to me looks like an aging Bon Jovi. Like he's he's how I would have imagined Bon Jovi looking back back when this episode aired. If I were thinking ahead several decades, um, it's, funny, it's funny funny that you said that because like I had a musical uh, type connection with them, which is the first scene you see them. It's like garibaldi and sheridan have their big fight there's a big dramatic scene and then at the end of that fight the camera goes back to the background the three guys are like posing there in the background and it felt to me like some 80s music video (laughs) where you know you kind of have this 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 story in the music video and every now and then they'll kind of show the band standing in the background of this story that's unfolding this whole episode something about it felt very 80s 
hairband to me. Like there were like uh, yeah. we meet the leader of the resistance. Like they call her number one. I don't know her actual name, but my note for her is I've been calling her Lita Ford Gina Davis. That's my name. <laughs> um, and and you know it's just like it's like the 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 hair styling or something feels very. It just feels like 1987 or something. Um, yeah. And uh, so between those two characters, it really colored my overall impression of the tone of the episode. Um, yeah. No, the but, whole the whole Mars plot is taking place in some like 80s low budget science fiction yeah. movie. It really is. And uh, but then they meet the uh, there, there was something going on with accents in this episode. They meet Captain Jack and. The guy doing it, I think he's from the Police Academy movies. When I looked him up, I, that was the one thing that I saw him from. And when I looked at the picture, I kind of recognized him. But that—that uh, that does not like. It sounds like it sounds like an American affecting the the most British accent they can possibly do. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, and and the thing that was weird about it is you have Marcus there, and the actor's really English, and so it just you know it it uh. It, 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 it really contrasted with that guy's accent. But so, yeah. so I thought I was like, oh, that's like the tell he's he's, you know, he's, you know, Marcus is going <laughs> to say, oh, that's not a real Martian accent. You know, you're not from the the area of Mars you say you're from. Uh, but it just no, that was just sort of the, the choice they made for the episode. But but what I but what I liked about uh, that contact is he has one of those things on his shoulders that uh that we see on uh, on Londo later on, and that we saw on the minister or the um, the regent. And yeah, those things really freak me out. Those things really bother me at like a gut gut level. Uh, and and this did nothing to diminish that. Uh, so yeah, they, they do an interesting job of barely letting you see it at all. Too. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just you you you're like whoa, yeah. When it when it when it kind of jumps off his shoulder when he gets shot. It was very and, alien. It was very, very, very much felt like when the alien jumped out of the guy's stomach and you like just see it run away and then, um, yeah. It's the, but it's yeah. this is like it's really creepy body horror. Like it's really, really creeping me out because I don't know how many of these things there are out there. I don't know how they attach themselves to you. I don't know, like you know, there was one scene where 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 Londo gave Jakar a drink of 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 wine down the road or something. And I remember thinking, Oh, it's got one of those things in it. Like he's, uh, he's you know, so these things just have me completely paranoid. Anytime something weird happens, <laughs> but, uh, Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, just, just saying, yeah. I mean, there, there, it is, it is an effective kind of turn having them pop up on earth. Cause like, you know, they're part of the, the Centauri plot already. And, you know, going back to, that vision that Sheridan had and it's like, Oh crap, they're, they're here on Mars too. Is a, is a nice, uh, nice development in the horror level of them. Yeah, no. And, and, and again, we don't know, you know, but, but, but basically they, they try to get that guy to kill number one. And so that must mean that I don't, I don't know who they are, but they're obviously the shadow agents. Um, or they're like the, the servants of the shadow agents or something like that. It seems they're somehow connected to the, yeah. I'm curious. I mean, it could be them, but I mean, of course the, you know, I mean, it's possible that, you know, earth actually has access to some of those itself because earth, earth was a shadow puppet government. That's true. 
That's so true. it could it could just be Clark's got some of those cool but, shadow toys. But that's what I'm wondering. So, but and now it has me wondering how much how much uh, how many people on Earth are potentially affected by this thing that we don't know about. Um, that's true. So that, so so now like I'm just completely paranoid because even if we get a good ending, like if those things are around, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how many battles you win if people have those things stuck on their shoulders. So. Yeah, well, I guess the question is how autonomous are the things? Like, how much are they, like, the device for controlling you, and how much are they directly controlling you, if you see what I'm saying? Like, yeah. does there need to be a puppet master? Like, you know, can you kill the puppet master, and then there's nobody driving that thing anymore, you know? And, but, I, and I don't have the information at this point to even guess, but mm-hmm. but those things really creep me out. And Oh, yeah, and, uh, yeah. <laughs> and, and and so it was a very effective episode for me for that reason. I also liked the way that they had the guy kind of trying to pers- like he was doing little things to let them know something wasn't right. And you know, yeah. you know, so, so it sounds like he, you know, basically this thing can control him, but he has some ability to if it doesn't notice what he's doing, he can still get the message out somehow. Um, but yeah, I thought I thought it was a good episode. I I, I, I enjoyed it. I really liked those dinner packs the guy had. Those were making me very hungry. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. No, it's uh, anything that comes in a foil packet like that has to be good. So. Also, I think there was a there was a Walker Texas Ranger reference in this episode, I believe. Unless there was. was. There's a, oh so, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. Yes, so, the Ranger. So he says, so yeah, because he's talking to Marcus, and he's like, you know. Uh, what did he say? You're a long way from Texas, son, and that ain't the right accent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that that could be a connection there. And uh, yeah, I, I, a reference I wondered about too is like this episode was 1997, which was right after the election where Bob Dole ran. And so the line, I don't trust anyone that speaks about themselves in the third person. I wondered, huh, I wonder, I wonder if that was a Bob Dole reference. It, it, that was the most common thing to make fun of Bob yeah. Dole about. No, I remember people always commenting on his use of Bob Dole in the third person. I suppose it could be. I guess it depends on on when the episode was written. And it would be interesting yeah. to find out because I, I suspect you might be right there. The thing I liked about that line, though, is that was a very good hint that about what was going on. <laughs> it is a good hint. Actually, I didn't I didn't make the connection, but you're right. That is some uh, some good foreshadowing there. Um, so, OK, so then we have after that lines of communication. Um, yeah. So what yeah. happens in this episode? This one's a little uh, bit more fuzzy on, to be honest. Um, yeah, well, this one, yeah, th- this is this has three plots going on. You've got Sheridan is, is watching ISN and getting really, really angry. <laughs> and uh, and uh, so he appoints Ivanova to provide some new counter news service. And... Uh, and meanwhile, Delenn is investigating attacks out on the boundary of Minbari space, mm-hmm. in which uh, she uncovers the Drock. And the and also a lot, this kind of sets in motion just how bad things are on Minbar with the warrior class. And the, oh, yeah, that's right. This was, this was an interesting episode. 
Um, it was, yeah. But it's 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 hard to sum up because it is all kind of over the place, but a lot happens. Yeah, and and, and a lot of these plot threads, they're kind of like things that they become amazing. Over, so you kind of, uh, you know, this is the start of like a really interesting storyline. But but when number one, I think this was the episode where Delenn, uh had that ritual she wanted to do with Sheridan before she left. Am I correct? Yes. And yes. and because she knows that she has to go and deal with this cat. Oh no! Was well, actually I think the ritual she did before she left was actually before she went to the dreaming thing. I think or I could be wrong. I don't know. It could be. Maybe it is this episode. I thought that that she wanted to finish the um, the thing where she has to watch him at night before she did the dreaming thing. Yeah, you're right. You're because, right. That's because it. that That's one. It. Because that one was about her cast not agreeing with her marrying a human and she had to go there to do the dreaming to prove it but then when she gets back she wants i think she wanted to participate in yeah that. and it was like the ritual where they explore each other's pleasure centers or something it's a, yeah you're um, right you've got you've got so, the order correct okay yeah, so, that's right i because I, I can remember now in the uh, in the atonement episode we see her in the middle of the night watching him and she just gets up and leaves to go on her trip so yeah you've got it but but either way, I, we have to talk about it because uh, the, the so the 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 Mimbari have a ritual for everything, which I uh, you know my mom's Catholic. I, I like I like the idea of having rituals for everything. Um, it's uh, you know it's comforting, and so yeah. Uh, but there's something like fifty courtship rituals that he's supposed to undergo. And so yeah. she, he thinks he's just going through another boring one. And she's like, oh, no, like this is the, basically the one where we have we kind of have sex. Like like there's at least a certain amount of pleasure involved in this ritual. But then when he yeah. gets there, there's a bunch of other Mimbari there. And she <laughs> explains that, oh, no, they're they're here to, like, make sure nothing gets out of hand. You know, they'll be in the other room. But they're, you know, this is like there's it's still like a, they're exploring each other's pleasure. But it's still done with a certain amount of reverence and respect for the. The, the ritual of it and so you know for, I, I think i think for uh for sharon it's a very awkward experience and uh um so i thought that was kind of, it was funny but also you know they, they 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 have a good time with the mimbari customs and the rituals but but mm-hmm. i think i think a lot of it works and this was one of them where it was like this actually you know this is this is kind you know this is kind of a, an interesting sort of thing for for sheridan have to undergo as sort of like exposure to a you know he's 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 marrying this woman who's from an alien culture that you know he was at war with these to me are sort of highlighting some of the bridges that he has to cross in order to to sort of understand her better so yeah and i i think they do fine with the minbari ritual thing i mean it's 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 kind of to the almost to the point of hyperbole but just just below that line yeah. where it's kind of funny but it's also it also just feels kind of believable from what we see of minbari it just just seems like how they are so I, yeah I, I, yeah i mean I there's like there's definitely humor they're definitely inject humor into it for sure mm-hmm. um but uh but i think it i don't know it i think it helps their relationship storyline to have these sorts of things develop but I mean, that was that was, in the grand scheme of things, fairly minor, I suppose, for the rest of the plot. Because the big one for me is the Drock, um, and the and the and the building war between the casts that are yeah. uh, that are that are you know, um, you know. So it looks like there's going to be civil war 
uh, on Mimbar, and uh, and a member of her cast basically at gunpoint forces her to, di- you know, diplomacy with the uh, with the Drock, and it turns out yeah. it's just a trap by the Drock, who we find out are the servants of the shadows that evacuated from uh, Zahadum, correct? Yeah, well, I don't think it was a trap. I think they did want to negotiate and try and win over some of the Minbari, but they, it's not, remember, they find out she's the land, and that's oh, when they okay. kind of, you know, then it's like, oh, you're okay. Dullet. So, you know, because then, then he gets back in his pod and leaves, and, you know, and, th- and they wait till after he gets back to for the attack to start. I think I think it's like they realize, they don't realize who they're negotiating with. Oh, okay. All right, well, that's a little more interesting, actually. But the, yeah. the, Number one, I don't know if the Drock are connected to these shoulder things or not, but I feel like they must be because whoever have, there were either multiple groups that evacuated from Zahadum, and one of them was these sh- these shoulder people, one of them was the Drock. But I suspect the Drock have a symbiotic relationship with whatever these shoulder people are, and yeah, and uh, but the guy we saw board their ship was weird as hell i don't know if he was wearing a spacesuit, but he was not even like flowing through time normally it seemed to me um, yeah yeah it's a weird effect and they the, have going with the truck and the aesthetic was like that was one of those moments where i could pinpoint that this was 1997 like that the aesthetic of the look of that guy was, <laughs> was very much connected to the period when it was made it seemed yeah yeah no i uh yeah, the Drock are interesting because it's, you know, it's like with, you know, it's, it's you, you kind of feel like with the shadows, at least as, you know, bad as their intentions were, they did have some kind of higher goal. And it's like now you've got these like younger races that have gotten a hold of their technology and doing stuff. It's like they they don't they don't have even even have the pretext of, oh, we're trying to raise everybody up. It's uh it's it's kind of they've got their tools but they don't even have their high-minded but misguided goals yeah they, it, and uh but i i and also the the stuff that uh delen was finding out about from the guy who was holding the gun i can't remember his name i think it was um was it oh i should have written it down yeah pharrell was that it that sounds right we'll but uh that. but but he was telling them that you know, like all the stuff that was was going on with the with the warrior cast fighting the religious cast, and so yeah, I mean, they're really sort of getting into a. Um, I mean, the Drock were interesting, but you know that like we immediately have got to get into some Mimbari civil war stuff. So uh, yeah, but there's a lot of pieces. Like there's a lot of pieces in the air at this point in the in the season. Um, yeah, we haven't even talked about the whole bombing of the hotel on Mars, and which, you know that was like a, that. that seemed like a direct reference to the King David Hotel to me. That that was what I <laughs> assumed that that was a reference to. Um, yeah, yeah, that sounds fair. But uh, but yeah, that's not, that's that 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 was. Um, well, we're get, we're sort of get, getting to know sort of the resistance. Franklin is developing a uh, romantic relationship. Or at least a carnal relationship with the uh, the leader of the Mars Resistance. Um, you know, I, I think the Mars stuff is working. Uh, it's they've pl- again we they've gone there briefly in the past, but now it feels kind of more like a real place to me when they're going there. I don't know how quite to explain it beyond that. 
Maybe because yeah. there are people there that I recognize now as being. Do you know what I mean? It's not like oh, random Mars guy number one, and you know, it's it's like there are consistent characters that are starting to show up. And, yeah, yeah, and I mean, well, we've got you know, I mean, we, we we've had I think we've had Mars people come to Babylon Five before, but I don't know if anyone from Babylon Five's actually gone there, have they? I don't think so. I th- I feel like may it might have been flashbacks, or they they might have briefly gone. I can't remember. I feel like we've had scenes on mars before but oh yeah, yeah yeah we've had scenes on there we just haven't but my point really was that we haven't had actual main characters hanging around there which which gives it more importance than just having some kind of random flash to what's going on there yeah so so that you know that was that stuff is working and uh and the whole thing with uh uh sheridan sort of try to emulate the french resistance and um <laughs> you know do a uh uh a, a, counter propaganda campaign to ISN it was yeah. interesting he, he recruits uh, Ivanova and which actually you know it, it, I think uh, that really fits her character um, you know the, when she's sort of doing the news thing that really works for the Ivanova yeah it's funny she's so resistant to doing it but uh, it's uh, but yeah she is well suited to that but uh, but also we get that like they really established that the relationship between Sheridan and Delenn is like a hundred percent non-sexual. Do you know what I mean? It's like, there is no, they they do it in a very interesting way too. There's like a nice moment that they have when he wakes her up in the middle of the night. And it's just clear that they are, they have an entirely platonic relationship. Um, Yeah. Yeah. It's just completely oblivious. So, but yeah, that was that. that yeah, I mean that, that was a good, uh, good Sheridan and uh, Ivanova scene there. I thought, yeah, they definitely had good chemistry going on there. But uh, but yeah, so I I don't know. I I thought overall, this episode was good. I, I again, it's part. It's getting to be part of a broader thing now, and it's very hard to just say, oh yeah, that was, you know. The, I mean, there are, there are definitely episodes that stand out as as this plot unfolds. But uh, but yeah. I think now we're sort of in the building phase. And so we, we are, you know, bringing up this this back half of the season, I I have to say it's like there's little pieces here and there, but it's like I can't. This, it's been 15 years. And I mean, in the earlier part of the show, I can really strongly remember specific episodes, but I'm really hazy on the back half of the season, even though I liked it a lot. So you're, you're like. You know the fact you've you've already watched the uh, back half here. You're like way ahead of me because I. I, I don't I don't remember how a lot of these plots don't turn out. Okay. I forget exactly how the stuff's going to turn out on Mars. I forget I forget exactly what's going to happen with them in Bari Civil War. I don't I don't remember the specifics. I just kind of remember it in in vague details. So it's uh, I'm looking forward to seeing it again. But I feel I feel like they did this. This is a really like I know it was accidental, but this is a very well structured season in my opinion because you get mm-hmm. the you get that stuff with the shadow war very early on. And then, and then I don't know, just something about the way that the, sh- the season progresses really has held my interest. Um, and I haven't had those lapses in interest that you just get in any season of any show. Um, sure. So I was expecting the fourth season so far to be like, you know, like the three felt like a peak. And then I was like, well, it's going to have to kind of go down. <laughs> I don't know what the consensus is, but my opinion is this is like my favorite moment of watching the show so far. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like it's pro- building to a proper climax. 
And I'm really starting to see all of the influences come together and and create something new. Do you know what I mean? Like I can see the Star Wars influences. I can see the uh, you know the horror influences and the Lord of the Rings. But they're they're kind of all sort of starting to really mix well. And and I yeah. And it's 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 just uh, it's a uh, and and this and I think maybe a positive and a negative of this season is this season of all the seasons seems to have the most consistent tone overall. Uh, I feel like that's true. Yeah. I feel like that yeah, makes I it mean, harder to, mm-hmm. it makes it harder to sort of isolate individual episodes. Um, but there's a good reason for why that is. So, yeah, I, I'm, I'm a defender of the later seasons. A lot of people are like, Oh, season two is the best or season three is the best. And, uh, and I mean, a lot of people like and season four is well liked. It's not regarded. And a lot of people are down on season five. And and you know, there's one character who shows up in a few episodes. I'm not crazy about in uh, season five, but I, I think the show stays good to the end. I I, I have I, you know a lot of people are like oh don't even bother watching season five, and I'm like no, you're you're cheating yourself and. And, you know, so you're like, oh, stop watching when the Shadow War is over. And it's like, that's crazy. This yeah, I would say that's, that's, great. that seems like a really weird, because this this gets so much better after that. Mm-hmm. Like, this is a really interesting conflict. And and again, I feel like you just really see all those influence kick, like everything sort of kicks into gear. At, yeah. Uh, and, and it's not done in a way, like, again, I, I know, like, when we watched um, uh, Torchwood, I complained about how the show shifted gears the third and the fourth season but this doesn't feel like oh we're consciously retooling the show because we need to shake up the format it feels like no all the pieces have been put into place and now we're gonna sort of now we're really gonna hit the gas uh that's a totally different thing and and i think i think it i think it works 100 percent. and i like the prospect of a fifth season that isn't part of this crescendo do you know what i mean Uh like like i know that there are probably going to be things that happen in the fifth season where they're going to have to deal with some of the, the later stuff that we've had. Cause I mean, I, I, I don't think we're going to get anything 20. I don't, the fifth season is not set 20 years in the future. Right. I'm, I'm pretty sure no, that that's no, not what no, happens. No, no. Um, no. so yeah, well, it's interesting because the show gives you, it takes place on kind of an epic span of time, but it, it through flash forwards and flashbacks you get you you know that the main show is these five years but you, you you by the time you're done with this series you have this big picture of things that will happen in the future and happened in the past yeah so it, it, that, that's kind of the way it deals with the uh the larger scale but yeah i'm really enjoying this stuff with uh with 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 sheridan too and how he is that i i you know i kind of forgotten how he is just portrayed as you know He's not perfect. He has his flaws. He loses his temper. He is impulsive. And I mean, his thing with Garibaldi, it's like, you know, it's like one thing for Garibaldi to be acting the way he is, but it's like Sheridan handles it so badly, too, which is really interesting. You know, he uh, he uh, just just kind of blows up about it. And uh, they don't. I, I, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I think it's an interesting choice what they, you know, with what they have Garibaldi doing, because like the traditional thing, if you like brainwash someone who's like on the command staff of your enemies is then you've got this loyal spy and they're feeding you information. And and that person's going to be, you know, it's like Garibaldi's Sheridan's friend and he's going to find out everything and he's going to stab him in the back. But it's like it's 
it's done differently where they brainwash him where they have Garibaldi just completely stop being friends with everybody, yeah. well, at least with Sheridan, and, and act against him openly, which, which really puts Sheridan off his game. And I think that's such an interesting choice, you know? Yeah, yeah, because Sheridan is not acting, is not handling it well when that happens. He is no. he's not making the right moves. To, and, and, and probably there's not any right move here because Garibaldi is brainwashed, but... Uh, no, the best but, move is completely ignore Garibaldi yeah. is the best move. Yeah, but, he's, he's doing yeah. all the things that are hurting himself uh, in, in his efforts <laughs> to sort of reclaim Garibaldi. I think Sheridan's an interesting character, too, because I feel like he's a, he's a tactical mastermind. He's uh-huh. very you know, he's very brave. He's got he's got a lot of things that I would say you expect from like a a, a martial character. You know, he's, especially in the coming episodes, we see some of that. But he has a few blind spots, and one of them seems to be he doesn't always get the hint. I think with things, <laughs> yeah. and so yeah. I, I feel like there are a few. Like, okay, so like as an example, and this is sort of I'm playing on future knowledge, but it, you could see it coming a mile away. Um, and it's been and it's been happening over the course of many seasons already. Sometimes you just kind of have to give people like a little bit of sweetness. You, know, you have to be like a little bit nice to people. Um, and yeah. if you have a valuable resource, you have to make good use of it and protect it. And he's not always doing that um, at the human level. Like if you you know he, he's not tending to the human needs of the people that are uh, sacrificing themselves for him yeah um which is fine if you're if it's ivanova because she's a soldier she gets it she you know he and she are on the same page but lita mm-hmm. alexander is not a soldier you know garibaldi i don't think is a soldier he's like a security guy zach is yeah. you know there are people around him that need a certain degree of of protection and encouragement so that they can remain the valuable resources that they they need to be and then there are people like bester who I honestly believe Sheridan could win over with just a little bit of kindness. Like I, I genuinely <laughs> believe that Bester just wants some actual human. Like I don't think Bester has anybody in his life that likes him. And if, yeah. if Sheridan could just find it in himself to like Bester for all of the horrible <laughs> things he's done, he would. He, Bester would be. I, I think he would find a more. Uh, I th- I think he could he could turn Bester towards good things. Do you know what I mean? He could be directed yeah. towards good rather than evil. Um, well, that's one thing I like on this show too, is it doesn't, it doesn't go overboard with having characters become friends over time. Yeah. And that's a failing of so many TV shows. It's like by the time you get into the later seasons, everybody's yeah. friends with everybody and the tension's drained out. But it's like, you know, as we saw a couple of weeks ago, it's like, yeah, Londo, restored freedom to Jakar and his planet and everything. But they're not they're not friends. They're not gonna become good buddies now because they work together. But and uh And I, and I'm and, not talking about that by the way. I'm talking about tactics. I'm talking about if you know recognizing that investor and, oh, I agree. And he, I agree. I know. I, I know. I think, but I, I like. I like. I, I exactly. I mean, you're you're completely right about uh, about Sheridan and his blind spot there, and it's and it's 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 great. I mean, it just makes him a really engaging character because he's it's and it's 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 a visible flaw. And I mean, and the other thing too is other trait that's a flaw is he always has to do something. They kind of bring up like he's not someone who can ever sit back mm. and. 
that's with the Garibaldi thing. Like I said, the smart play is just to ignore Garibaldi and let Garibaldi do his thing and just keep away. But to Sheridan, that isn't a play. Like going, I'm just going to stand back and do nothing is not an acceptable plan. He just he has to go back twice. Twice in the same episode and, and stir the hornet's nest. Well, and I mean, he may, and, and I mean, this costs him eventually. This costs him really big down the road. Yeah, I mean, it's like a, it's, yeah, it's, it's, I, it's, I it's that. interesting that they're sort of doing that now and setting it up so that you, you know you see that dynamic in play and you sort of see that weakness in Sheridan and it becomes very significant. Um, yeah. So so yeah. So I'm very I'm very keen on where this is, where it's going. Uh, you know, we'll see what happens in season five, but I, I, I expect it'll, it'll be interesting because I, I like the, I, again, I don't really know what's on down the pike on season five. I do know that Ivanova is not, or I, I, I at least believe she's not in season five. That's what I've sort of been led to, to understand from various interviews where I've caught glimpses of the future. Um, I have, that's one spoiler I might've had. I also have a spoiler about Lanier. I'm not happy about uncovering that uh, I'm trying to block from my mind. Um, but uh, but I don't know. I'm really upset if that's the case because I feel like she's a real important character and you're really seeing that this season. So I made a point of it enjoying does, her presence. Yeah, it does. It does hurt season five not having her around. I will say that. I, I still like season five on the whole. But yeah, Ivanova is a very important part of the show. <laughs> And so yeah, so you know we'll we'll be back on you know we should be ended here because uh, I think that uh, we covered you know all the bases and uh, um, we have so much more to cover in the coming coming weeks. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, we'll be back on and I like I said I could not stop myself. I had to watch the rest of the season. The whole season. And yeah. I, I still haven't seen the last episode, but I understand the last episode to be more of a. Um, like a holder that wasn't originally intended to be there. Um, uh, it's no, I mean, it's complicated. We'll get to it. Yeah. When we go to it. It's definitely but, something but, you want to, but watch, it has to but... do with them thinking that they were going to be canceled and where episodes were going to fall into place. And there, so I, I'm sure it'll be interesting. I just, I just haven't, I just, my understanding is it's an, it's an exceptional episode in some respects. And so, um, it is an exceptional. Yeah, it is a good idea to hold. It, it is an interesting idea to hold it back for a separate discussion. So yeah, but um, but yeah, that, that's that's the case. Uh, well, I'll talk to you more about that after the show. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to try to make an effort to get my dad to watch this show. I like it so much. I uh, I, did, I, I uh, it, it seems like the kind of show he would like. So I've been pestering him to get started on it. But yeah. Uh, it's a, I don't know, this is, it's a, it's, it's really a, a good series. I, I think this is, you, you know, I get bombarded with suggestions for TV shows from people on social media all the time. Everyone does, yeah. yes. And, and from friends in real life. And most of the time it turns out to be a waste of time. And so I, I'm very conscious that when you recommend something to somebody, you're potentially, if it's a movie, you're asking them to waste two hours of their life. If it's a show like this, you're asking them to waste many 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 hours and uh, i was very specific when i recommended this yeah. to you i was like i think brendan will like this this isn't just this is a good show yeah. and everybody should watch because there there are so many people i would not recommend babylon yeah. 5 to no it's like you need a particular kind of taste to enjoy the show this gets at a number of things for me i think i think just about any science fiction fan would benefit from this one and i think that mm -hmm. it's definitely not a waste of time you will 
you will find I, I think most people that appreciate good science fiction will find things in this show that are enriching to other other things they enjoy do you know what I mean if you're a gamer like yeah. we are uh, yeah you're gonna have a lot a lot of inspiration from this show this is the, the yeah. mega amounts of inspiration it, it will this, not this, be this, this is campaign campaign planning fodder yeah. here i mean <laughs> um but if you just like science fiction in general this is this is the kind of show that that clearly has informed other things that come later and i now see that uh in hindsight so you know it's yeah. uh um I think it's a, it's useful in that respect. It's also a very good show, and it, I don't know. I found it connecting with things I wasn't expecting. The religion thing came out of left field uh-huh. and for me as a viewer. I was not expecting that, and and it really connected with me. I, I had a religious upbringing, and I I found I found a lot of that stuff really, uh, just intriguing my interest, and 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 it and it kind of. You know, a lot of shows when they handle religious stuff, they do it very clumsily. And this is a show that, if if you if you come to the show with, uh, you know, with any amount of religious knowledge, of, you, I, I feel like, I feel like you're rewarded for it. If that makes sense, mm-hmm. do you know what I mean? So yeah. And, no, and, it, the religion is it's real religion, and they're you know specific. There's specificity to the religion in yeah. the show. And it's yes, yeah, it's, it's real. It's not just religions. Yeah, it's not just non-denominational faith is good kind of thing, you know. <laughs> and not just that, but like you know, like when they when they reference religious ideas, you know, mm-hmm. like they're, I mean, like all like the stuff that is going on with Garibaldi, you know, like like you know, there's he makes a clear reference to Judas down the line, and huh. and uh and 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 again, you know, you had the um, Gethsemane had, episode, yeah, the Gethsemane episode, and so I don't know, just a lot of there's the and and i know that you know you can criticize shows for being overly messianic they were even somewhat self-aware of it in one of these episodes where garibaldi had a line where he said could you get any more messianic than you know yeah well this this that is the thing it's like yeah sure there's this messianic figure but the show isn't it isn't you know it, it questions it at the same time but but here's what i would say about it having been raised in a messianic religion i think that it understands messianic themes. And so it's able mm-hmm. to talk about that theme in a way where, you know, like if you look like looking at just the Jakar character, do you know what I mean? The, yeah. the use of suffering for that character, it, 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 it connects to it. Do you know what I mean? The, you know, the, 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 the I, I feel, I feel like it's, uh, it's, it's just, it's not clumsy and simple. It's, it's not a clumsy and simple, uh, exploration of the topic i don't want to give too much away and i don't want to i don't want to give too much of my own take home because i feel like i could co- i don't want to color it for people do you know what i mean because I, yeah. I might be projecting yeah. things there that other people or you know wouldn't wouldn't necessarily think of or see and but but for me it, uh you know i i think i think that there's a um i i think that's one of the most interesting things about the show um and I think it's interesting too because I think you could come at it from a place of belief or a place of disbelief, and still find it very interesting. And that's that's not that's not typical. Usually in science fiction, it's either playing to one side or the other. If that makes sense, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you, and this doesn't feel like it's doing that. Um, so it's just you know for you know depending on who I watch it with, I would have a lot more potential for discussion afterwards. 
you know, and, and it would it would be interesting whether that person, those themes were the sort of thing that resonated with them because they believe or they didn't, you know. So I, I don't know. Yeah. I just find that interesting. So 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 I'm I'm a, uh, I'm really uh, impressed with the writing on that front. Um, and I'll, yeah, I'll leave it at that because I don't want to I don't want to beat a dead horse on this topic. But uh, no, it's a good topic. But uh, yeah, so. Um, I'm fuzzy today. I've got a cold, so I keep losing my train of thought. So no, that's okay. We that's okay. Up. We're on 50 <laughs> minutes, so I'll, I'll leave it there. We're going to do Dragon Inn next week on the Wuxia podcast, so definitely, yeah. if you can watch it, watch it. It's a classic, classic movie. I mean, I say that I say that about everyone. At least I say that about a lot of the Wuxia movies, but Dragon Inn is like one of the most classic Wuxia films. It's worth seeing just so that even if, even if you if you find it's not your cup of tea, just so you have knowledge of it. We'll have a full discussion of it on Friday and we'll have more Babylon five and we're going to do some more gaming podcasts down the road. So we'll be back stuff on that. And until then we will talk to you later.